Tomorrow is the deadline for teams to finalize their 40-man rosters and protect players from the Rule 5 draft. And this has some teams scrambling to make room. The Reds have been linked to trade talks to bring in a starting pitcher as a result. We'll tell you about the rumors and if we think the Reds should play ball on the trade market. There's going to be an interesting battle for the number five spot in the 2023 starting rotation. And we're going to spend some time talking about the forgotten man in that battle. And finally, Jeff and I will tell you the players we think the Reds should drop from the 40 man roster, but then turn right around and sign back. We've got all that and more on today's Locked on Reds. Let's go. You are locked on Reds. Your daily Cincinnati Reds podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. You are Locked On Reds with myself, Jeff Carr, and my co-host, Stephen Offenbaker. We are lifelong Cincinnati Reds fans that have turned an addiction to this team into information for you. Locked On Reds is part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Thanks, as always, for making us your first listen. We're free and available on all platforms. On today's podcast, we are going to be looking at some rumors that have been swirling around about the Reds possibly making a trade with the Tampa Bay Rays. We're also going to dive into the conversation about the fifth starter and talk about a guy that we forgot about and you might have forgotten about as well. And just overall, look at the uh, possibilities for the Reds there in the fifth spot of the rotation. Plus, as cut down day comes and goes tomorrow, there are some key names that the Reds have on the chopping block. Steve and I are going to pick one guy and tell you who we think they should bring back. But Steve, we are going to start off first with this conversation. The rumors that are about the Reds and the Rays, because I think it's clear this offseason the answer to the question of will the Reds get better value from the free agent market or from the trade market, I think it's pretty clear it's the trade market. Well, I, I absolutely agree that if 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 anything at all is going to be done, it, right. it probably is going to be through trade. The, the free agent market, now I'm not saying they're not going to sign anybody on the free agent market, but that's going to look a whole lot this offseason like it has last offseason where it will be very late in the process. Spring training may have already started when they actually go out and sign a few guys free agent style. Uh, right. The trade market is a much better option for the Reds as far as bringing in somebody quality. Uh, now, I, I want to preface this conversation with this, Jeff. Uh, the timelines on social media have been flooded, uh, linking the Reds and the Rays in trade talks for a starting pitcher. Uh, you and I digging through this came to the same conclusion, which is this all centers back to one national baseball guy talking about this story and everybody running with it. So yes. I, I don't know how much credibility there is to this other than maybe driving some clicks, but it's an interesting conversation nonetheless. Yeah. It's something that uh, in all news, you want to have more than one source reporting a certain thing. And, and when I look at this, I've only seen one source reporting this and, and it's nice. The off season rumors, the hot stove, all this other stuff. We want to jump on those, right? We want to get excited about those, but let us think about this for a minute. Let, let's calm down and really dive into what these rumors could be because the reds and rays are not likely to make a huge trade. I got a couple of reasons as to why both teams value. And it starts with this. Both teams value their prospects very highly. And both teams 
build from within. We're not talking about the Reds trading with a team that are looking to, you know, rebuild and, and just tear down and things like that. The Rays are very much part of the AL East conversation as they are year in and year out. So with this, I look at this and I say, what exactly are the Rays looking to get rid of? It's not about who the Reds want to acquire. It's about who the Rays are willing to trade, Steve. It is. And you have to recall also that the Rays are doing this to make room on their 40 man roster. So yes. they're not going to be looking to bring back somebody that's on the major league roster for the Reds right now. They're not going to be looking to bring back somebody that's on the Reds 40 man roster. It's going to have to be somebody from the low prospect talent pool. We're talking Reese Hines. We're talking, you know, maybe one of the catchers, Daniel Veoheen, Matt Nelson. We're talking, you know, low level prospects that aren't in need of protection yet. And those are exactly the guys that the Reds should not be trading right now. Exactly. That's, that's an important part because there's a couple of reasons why, I mean, we want to see those guys grow. We think that the Reds have really bet on these guys to grow and develop into major league players. But, but honestly, it's because of the freeing up of the 40 man roster, that means that the Reds should not be making a trade of a meaningful prospect because the Rays aren't looking to make a trade that is a needle mover. The Reds, if they're going to make a trade, should be looking for a needle move type deal. Like we, we talk about the Guardians a lot with this. The Guardians are elite at making a trade for a guy who has already debuted, has maybe gotten a year under his belt, gotten a little bit of experience, and has shown great tools in the minor leagues. And so they flip a guy who's a pretty highly touted prospect in a lot of cases for a dude that is not only a highly touted prospect, but has that experience and has already gotten a taste of the major league game. The Rays don't do that. The Rays are the kind of team that when they make a trade, you think, well, the Rays made a trade for the reason because they're probably going to win that trade. So I, I also wonder from that aspect of this rumor as well is how much do we really want the Reds and Rays to make a trade? Because the last time that happened, it was Cody Reed for Riley O'Brien. Huh? No. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> We're not moving the needle with that trade, Steve. <laughs> no. And, and, you know, for the Reds to bring anybody in, it, it can't be – it has to be a player – that is going to be around for more than a season. It, you know, it, it makes no sense to trade a prospect or prospects to bring in a band-aid for the rotation. And we're probably talking about a number four guy in this rotation. It makes no sense to bring in a band-aid for the rotation in a season that's a band-aid where we're trying to get to 2024 and get these prospects developed and up at the big league level. It just doesn't make sense to bring in a guy for one season and trade away prospect capital to do it. If they're going to go out and get somebody, you're absolutely right. It has to be a needle mover. It has to be a player that's going to be in this rotation for 2023, 2024, maybe 2025. And I'm going to tell you right now what they would have to give up to get a starting pitcher that meets those criteria is going to hurt there will be pain involved in it and 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 i think that goes against everything that nick crawl has told us in 2022 about yeah. the new direction of this franchise and the new way they're going to go uh that they're going to be more like the rays well you can't be more like the rays and then deviate from it immediately and get raked over the coals by the rays you can't do rays. those yeah. things yeah <laughs> so it's i i just i really feel like that uh and and this, all, like I said, all goes back to Morosi's one 
accounting of this and then everybody else is citing him. So, you know, maybe this is one of those things where like you talk about all the time, Jeff, where, you know, the Reds maybe called and said, hey, here you're moving some starters. Okay, and check the box and right. and, and be done with it. So uh, that's kind of where I sit on this, Jeff. I just don't feel like there's a lot in this that makes sense for 2023 unless it's a long-term guy that's going to be a painful trade. Because that's where the best value is going to come for the Reds is through trade. So it's a good thing that they're in on these rumors because, yes, that does mean that at some point Nick Crawl called the Rays and seeing what's going on. I want that to happen a lot. I want the Reds to be in every trade rumor because I want them to be active. I don't want Nick Crawl sitting on his hands waiting for whoever's left in the free agent market or whoever's begging for somebody to take this guy off their hands via trade and then the Reds just go and grab it. I don't want that to happen again. But I think that them being involved in this trade rumor is good, but we need to understand the context of it because if the reds are to trade a prospect this off season, think about this for a minute. They spent the entire year acquiring prospects. So if they go out and they make a trade of that prospect this off season, that means a couple of things, Steve, it means the reds believe that that prospect is at their most valuable spot in their career, that their value will never be higher AKA they're not going to be as valuable at the major league level than the guy they're trading for. Again, I also want this to be a major league guy. I don't want them to trade a prospect for a prospect. <laughs> that does oh. nothing for me. I got y'all choked up thinking about it. No, it's, it's, it's for sure. Jeff, it's like, it's one of those situations where, uh, it has to be a major league guy because there these rumors are directly linked back to the Rays who are trying to make 40 man roster space. So it's not going to be anybody but a major league guy. It, it can't be. It has to be low level prospects for major league ready talent. And and that's just expensive in, in, in today's baseball. 100%. I mean, the Reds are going to get the most value through trade this offseason when it comes to adding that meaningful talent. But it would be a surprise if that meaningful trade happens with the Rays. Well, you know, one of the spots the Reds are looking to at talent in through this trade talk is the rotation. And it looks like they're only going to be able to add one guy, if any. I don't expect them to go out and get multiple pitchers this offseason. That means the fifth spot in the rotation is going to be wide open. Uh, coming up, we are going to look at the candidates to fill that job. But before we talk about those candidates, let's talk about Bet Online because Jeff and I have been doing Bet Online for a couple years now. And uh, sometimes we win when I don't listen to him on taking the over, and sometimes we lose, but it's always fun to play. And you can play right now over at betonline.net because uh, this podcast is sponsored by betonline.net and we are so grateful for it. Uh, if you're not playing over there, you should be because Bet Online uh, is. Uh, a reliable, safe, and uh, a fun source for your sports wagering entertainment needs. You can find all of the latest on player developments, team matchups, news, and much, much more. They have in-depth articles and analysis on every game that you can find. As always, Bet Online remains your continued source for all of your sports wagering information. They've got live betting and up-to-the-minute scores on every sport that's out there. It's the fastest and easiest way to check in on all of your favorite games and events. They've got Major League Baseball. They've got MMA. They've got boxing. They've got golf. They've got the NBA. They've got the NFL. They have it all. And I really do need to go figure out about this betting on golf. I mean, that just, like, I wonder if you can, like, take the over-under on number 
number of times a guy, you know, doinks it into the water. I, I got to go check it out and you should go check it out too. You should head to betonline.net right now using your computer or a mobile device to learn more because BetOnline is where the game starts. Coming up tomorrow, we are going to continue our conversation about Reds prospects. We're going to dig into how all of the Reds uh, prospects out in the Arizona Fall League finished up for the year. Uh, and some of them, you know, uh, participated uh, greatly in almost winning a championship. We'll dive into their performances, including including a couple of guys that impressed us on the mound. We spent a lot of time talking about the batters, but not so much the pitchers that went out there representing the Reds. All right, Jeff, speaking of pitchers, uh, the fifth spot in the rotation in 2023 looks to be wide open. And you and I have spent some time talking about this already and much to... Uh, our disappointment in each other we both missed the same guy in having yeah. this conversation there's another dude that's going to be in the mix nick crawl has said as much and we've spent about zero time talking about him since the season ended and we're going to fix that right now let's talk about levi stout levi stout the man with the easiest uh ad campaign in the city of cincinnati that we've ever seen as soon as he is a major league baseball player i implore you fretboard specifically some good stouts over at fretboard should sign levi stout and then make a beer called the levi stout but levi stout is a guy who is in the mix for this fifth starter and i want to kind of point this out too steve is that the reds do need a fourth starter we're talking about four legitimate candidates for the fifth spot and that's really it i mean you're kind of stretching it once you get past these four guys, but Levi Stout's a dude that we didn't talk about initially. He's a dude that last year, he was 7-80, and 80, had a 4.7 ERA in 25 games. He did have 111 innings pitched, so he got a decent amount of experience down at the minor league level. I think that's really where you start to look at him because he is a guy who is going to be protected from the rule five draft. Nick crawl has already said that like they haven't made the move yet, but he's going to be on the 40 man roster, which is going to make him easier to be part of that opening day rotation. Should he win the fifth spot? And listen, he was a lot better than I realized, you know, going back and looking at these numbers. Now, those numbers you just read are combined between double A and triple A and that split between two systems. That includes his numbers pitching in Arkansas for the Seattle system, as well as pitching for the Reds in both Chattanooga. He pitched one game in Chattanooga and then going up to Louisville and making some starts up there as well. Here's what I like about his numbers, Jeff. 103 strikeouts in 111 innings pitched, only 32 walks issued nice. during the course of that season so basically a three to one strikeout to walk ratio i can work with that i can handle that as the number fifth guy in the rotation now for comparison sakes we've spent a lot of time talking about brandon williamson he was kind of the guy coming over here that we thought oh he's going to be a starter guarantee he's going to be in the rotation it's going to happen he hasn't done so well in a lot of the statistical categories in fact if you compare these two guys williamson six and seven four eleven era okay that's great a little bit better 27 games 122 innings pitched. Here's where things derail that K to walk ratio. Brandon Williamson last season, Jeff, 123 strikeouts, but 77 walks. He struggled with control all season long. So what it tells me is while we would like for it to be Brandon Williamson that just slides into that fifth rotation spot, Levi Stout, I think, is really going to get a legitimate chance to compete against him for that spot. 
Yeah, and you're talking about the difference of a righty and a lefty. So I, I would find that a little bit interesting if, if Williamson can show some improved control in camp and in spring training games, that would be good. That's really what we're looking for. I'm not interested in is he going to have a perfect ERA or anything like that throughout spring training. Tell me about the plate discipline sets. And then we still need to monitor it because as we've said in the past, you can strike out every batter that you face in spring training and still not be that great in the regular season because you're facing quadruple A, maybe even sometimes just straight triple A competition in spring training. So I, I look for those two guys to probably head up this group. But I do wonder a little bit because there are some guys that actually have experience. I think that the upside is with Williamson and Stout, but you're talking about a couple of other dudes that are going to fight with them in Justin Dunn and Connor Overton and maybe even Luis Sessa. So, and, and here's the interesting thing with those names. Uh, the more I watched Justin Dunn pitch last year, the more convinced I became that he's a bullpen guy. I think yeah. that, you know, I, I think that he would be much better served focusing on two pitches going out there with pretty maximum effort for a short period of time. And, and that's a bullpen role. That's what that is. Connor Overton, I think is a big question mark just in how he's going to bounce back and really who he really is. I mean, he had a great month. We saw him pitch four or five starts early in the season where a wonky spring trading led into a late start. It's just weird. It's all weird. And I don't know how much stock you can put in to what you saw from Connor Overton before he got hurt. Now, he did come back there at the end and was kind of starting to work it out a little bit. And, and I was glad to see that he made it back in the season. But I don't know that you can rely on him or if he really is even a legitimate contender for this job. Luis Sessa uh, is another guy that I think rose to the occasion when he was asked to do things that he probably shouldn't have been asked to do in like joining the rotation with no notice, like, uh, you know, right. you pitch in relief two days ago. And by the way, uh, you're going to be a starter now. And everybody's like, huh? So <laughs> I think he responded well to that. And the other guy we've got in here is a minor leaguer, Andrew Abbott. I don't think he's going to be ready when this goes down. So you may be asking the question, Jeff, why are we only focusing on the fifth spot in the rotation with all of these names? Why not the fourth and the fifth? Well, it might come to that, but in order to say that all of these guys you're going to use to fill the fourth and fifth spot, you, you're going to have to hope that more than one of them is ready to be a starter. And yeah. I don't want to approach the rotation with the word hope. Oh. I want the rotation to be a strong point for this team as we continue to grow the offensive prospects and the position players. So so for me, I don't want them to take two of these guys and plug them into the rotation. I want them to take one of them. I want them to fill some bullpen, bullpen roles with the others. And then I want a couple guys in Louisville pitching every fifth day, stretching out their arms and being ready for the injuries that are inevitably going to come throughout the season. Yeah, because unless it's 2012, which last I check it's not, you're going to need more than six starters. And even in 2012, you had to have one start from uh, Todd Redmond. So looking at this rotation and looking at these candidates for the fifth spot, I do hope that these are the guys that are fighting for one rotation spot. The Reds need to make a move for a fourth star, whether it's a trade, whether that's signing Corey Kluber, you know, however that would be. And, and, and I think it's something that we kind of forgot to mention there in the first segment when we were talking about trades is that yes, a trade needs to be for a meaningful player because you're going to give up a prospect for him. You can sign a Band-Aid. That's fine. Just, you know, because you're not giving up prospects for that, but don't give up prospects for a Band-Aid. But they definitely need 
more starters, whether that's going and signing one and getting some off waivers and hoping for bounce backs and things like that. But they got to add more fish to this this pond right now because the pond's very, very small. And 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 shout out to you, because I think you were probably the first person anywhere that I heard say the Reds should be aggressive in going after Kluber. And 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 as soon as you said it, like, bing, yes, that's <laughs> absolutely the guy they should go get because he's a big name. He's proven success. He's not going to cost a lot as far as a long term contract goes. And it moves the needle for the casual fan. And I, so it checks, it checks so many boxes. So I just wanted to spend a second and, you know, kind of give you some credit because if it happens and I mean, and if it happens, you're going to be impossible to deal with for, <laughs> I don't know how long, but I just, I, I want to give you a little bit of credit because it's, it's not very often you come up with a home run move. And for me, that's a home run move. That's exactly what they should do. But it's definitely what they need because the, the the fifth spot in the rotation is up for grabs. But when you're looking at that that pool that they currently have, the pool of talent to pull from, it's very small. And to to hope that one of those guys hits, let alone multiple guys, still feels like just a lot of blind hope, especially when you're talking about two guys that have no major league experience whatsoever being the favorites in Williamson and Stout. I do know this, Steve. The fifth spot in the rotation, or yeah, I already mentioned that David Bell's going to have his hands full, uh, trying to find the best man for that job. But I know this, uh, tomorrow is cut down day when it comes to the 40 man roster. If the reds are going to protect the guys that they need to protect, they're going to have to make cuts on the 40 man roster. That's currently full with that. They could bring back a couple of those guys on minor league deals or something like that, as they did with Kyle farmer last year, you and I are going to pick one guy that we think is on the chopping block for the Reds to bring back on a minor league deal with an invite to spring training for this season. That is coming up right after this. And right after uh, this reminder that you can follow us on Twitter. You can follow me at Jeff Carr with three Fs. You can follow Steve at S. Baker with two Fs. And you can follow the show at Locked On Reds. We've got takes for you. We've got thoughts about some other stuff around that's not necessarily baseball, but that's all on Twitter as we will have plenty of up-to-the-moment reactions whenever the big news goes down. Plus, you can follow us right here on YouTube when we have immediate emergency reactions like I got Bryce Patrick on from Locked On Rangers to tell us a little bit about Nick Solak the recent acquisition for your Cincinnati Reds, who I did see that the Reds are considering him as a bat first outfielder. He had, he played a lot of left field last year, but I, I don't, I think he's a utility guy, Steve. He's just going to fill in bat first. Really bat first. Yeah. And it better only be against left-handed pitching because he is not very good against right-handed pitching. But anyway, yes, there's, well, let's not go too crazy about Nick Solak. He's going to be a fine addition. Yes. Anyway, back to let's talk about this. The Reds are making cuts. There's guys they've got to protect. They've got to add definitely. They've already said they're adding four guys to the 40 man roster. I think they probably add one or two more. So you're probably talking about at least six, maybe even seven cuts. If they want to add a guy in the, in the rule five draft. So are they going to bring any one of those back? We're going to pick one of them who you got. All right. I I've spent some time looking at this list of the, of the arbitration eligible guys. And just to, to, piggyback on what you said coming out of the last segment uh the reds have done this before they've they've taken Mm -hmm. guys that were arbitration eligible they've they've declined the arbitration 
and then turn right around and sign them. Most recently, Kyle Farmer. That's a guy they did that with, and it worked out great. Uh, so this is not, you know, a pie in the sky thought process. So looking at this list of guys that are arbitration eligible that they could cut to make room on the 40 man and then bring back, you're going to love this because I'm not doing this just to mess with you, but I really think this is the guy really uh, that is car family favorite, Jeff Hoffman. I think that coming off of an injured season, uh, it was, it, it's easy to forget how good he was before he got hurt out of the bullpen. Uh, I think he is the prime candidate to do this with during his time pitching in 2022 before he got hurt. Uh, and he made, he managed to make his way into 35 games. 3.83 ERA out of the bullpen. He did have one start pitched in 44 and two thirds innings, 45 strikeouts. His ERA plus not a great metric, but it's the one we got it was 117. So 17% above league average. Uh, that's a guy you take a flyer on. I think that they should cut him to clear the 40 man spot, offer him a minor league deal with a spring training invite and give him a contract that says, you know, if you make the team, you're going to get a, a decent, uh, salary bump towards what his arbitration number would have been anyway. And then uh, you, you roll from there. It, it's a win-win for everybody. It gets Hoffman. Uh, it keeps him in the situation he's in. It keeps him in the city he's comfortable in. Uh, the Reds maybe save just a little bit of money off of that arbitration number. And then uh, it gives them a 40-man roster spot to play with now. And they can figure out the rest later when some of those guys go back on the 60-day I.L. It's interesting to me because he's a fine player. He is. He, he pitched well. Before he got hurt last year, he was a solid relief pitcher that the Reds could trust. I think that the guys that we're talking about here, number one, if you're on the block to possibly get cut off the 40-man roster, that doesn't mean that you're a good player. Probably means you're a fine player. Like Kyle Farmer, he's a fine player. People forget he got cut off the 40-man roster last year and re-added back on as a minor league invite to spring training. So that's something that happens. And I look at Jeff Hoffman and I say, yeah, he's a fine guy. You know what else is a fine player? who's probably going to get cut just because the Reds seem to love to not really pay that much attention to this guy. It's Alejo Lopez. Alejo Lopez is a fine player. Dude, and he is going to cut Alejo Lopez. <laughs> he's going to get cut. I'm telling you it's going to happen. They're going to cut Alejo Lopez, but they should sign him back to an invite to, with an invite to spring training because I think that his skill set is desirable. I think that the slap hitting on-base skills that he has – and the solid defense that he provides at multiple positions is something that not necessarily jumps out on a page. Like once he's cut, it's not like there's going to be teams flocking and trying to sign him. So you can cut him and you can say, here's the thing. We're going to cut you, but we're going to sign you to a minor league invite to spring training. You got a real good shot to make the roster because he should have a real good shot to make this roster. And I think that he is the kind of guy because there's so much turnover that could happen with the bullpen. There's so much turnover that can happen with the bench of this team simply because it just wasn't that fantastic last year. I think he was one of the fantastic parts of this bench. So he's the guy that I want to see the reds cut and bring back on a minor league deal. I'm going to be so mad if they cut Aleo Lopez. Listen, no, this is what I think, Jeff. I mean, if they cut Aleo Lopez, absolutely, for the for the criteria we set for this segment, absolutely. That's a guy you would want to bring back. But if they cut him, I think someone's going to swoop in and sign him. I don't know that true. coming off of an injury, Jeff Hoffman's going to get courted a whole lot. 
I, I don't know that he could do better than what Cincinnati would offer him. I think if they cut a Leo Lopez, he ends up, you know, it's, it's always the giants for some reason, the San Francisco giants always <laughs> yeah. go and get the guys. So, I mean, someone I think swoops in and takes a Leo Lopez and gives him an opportunity to play a whole lot more. Uh, I don't know why the reds don't like a Leo Lopez more. Um, I don't know if it's because being caught up in that whole swing, big home run scoop sh- swing narrative, but that's going away. Baseball is going to drift back towards the 300 hitter that can slap it through the 5.5 hole a la Tony Gwynn. Uh, Put the ball in play, get him on, get him over, get him in. All that stuff is going to come back a little bit. Not like it was in the 80s, but it's going to come back a little bit. Aleo Lopez is a guy that can play that game and steal you some bases and play all over the field doing it. So uh, if they they cut him, I'm going to be so mad. I sh- I mean I surely hope not but I just I see the tea leaves with this like I feel like if you asked for some reason if you asked the Reds front office you get to keep one and cut one Aristides Aquino and Alejo Lopez I think they're keeping Aristides Aquino I don't oh, know man. why because I don't think it's right but I think that happened now I see why you didn't write your pick down in the rundown because you just wanted the real time pissed offness in my face when you <laughs> when you gave this pick. I, I now okay I get it now. Uh, yep. Yeah, you got me. <laughs> well, and I knew you were trying to do Jeff Hoffman, so I'm like, all right, let's go battle time. <laughs> but yeah, no, no, no. It's it, there's going to be moves like the Reds. I've seen this everywhere. The Reds are not going to be super active in the free agent market. They're not going to be super active in the trade market. But these next couple of days are going to be very interesting to see what they do when it comes to saving room on the 40-man roster for prospects they need to keep. Are they going to leave a spot open for the Rule 5 draft? Are they going to go to arbitration with everybody? There's so many things that are going to happen in the next couple of days with guys that we saw get lots of playing time simply because the roster was so depleted last year. And we're going to see some names of guys that were like, oh, man, I remember he did this. I remember seeing him do this. That guy's going to get cut. Get ready for it. And that is probably a great spot to wrap it up for today. If you want to find out about all those things, make sure you're listening all week. Jeff and I are going to have you covered. That's going to do it for this edition of the Locked on Reds podcast. Coming up tomorrow, we're going to be talking about all those things Jeff just mentioned. Plus, we're going to check in on the prospects that just wrapped up their time out in the Arizona Fall League. We're going to tell you all about that. Thanks for making Locked on Reds your first listen. Uh, Now make your next listen the Locked on Sports Today podcast. They've got the biggest stories of the day, plus instant reactions, big game recaps, and the take of the day. All that's on the Locked On Sports Today podcast. You can find that just like Locked On Reds on the Odyssey app, YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, Jeff. Lots of moves coming. What can the fans count on from me and you? They can count on us to be locked in on every single rumor and every single report of any move that the Cincinnati Reds make this offseason because we are Locked On Reds every single day.